We're in our, our Easter series called Set Free. Someone say, I've been set free. I have been set free. I have been set free. I'm excited for Easter Sunday. We're going to be highlighting Isaiah chapter 61. What it says about being a captive and a prisoner and the brokenhearted. But today I wanted to talk about what happened on that very Friday when Jesus breathed his last breath. Someone say, it is finished. That's what he said. You can put this up here. Go ahead, Rebecca. It is finished. It is finished. Look at what the scripture says. Look at what the scripture says. This is in John chapter 19. If you got your book, go ahead and get your book out. John chapter 19. Verse 28. Later, knowing that all was now completed. That's what it says in my word. Someone say all. Wow. All was completed. All the prophecies, everything written and spoken about Jesus to come. Everything was completed. All. Someone say all. All. This is not some hoax. This is not some awesome guy who was really nice. No, he was the prophesied Messiah, the Savior of the world, the Savior that our hearts desperately needed. Amen, church. All. All. Was now completed so that the scripture would be be fulfilled. Jesus said, I am thirsty. A jar of wine vinegar was there, so they soaked a sponge and put it in, or a sponge in it and put the sponge on a stalk of hyssop plant and lifted it to Jesus. That sounds terrible to drink. Ugh. When he received the drink, Jesus said, can y'all say it with me? It is finished. And with that, he bowed his head and he gave up his spirit. He gave up his spirit. And you have been sitting in church for a while. Maybe this is, you know, you've been around a couple times and you've been a believer for a long time. And, and, and I just think this is the most beautiful reminder of what this means. We hear these words, it is finished. The question is, what is finished? Someone say, what's finished? What is it? What is it? What is it that is finished? These are nice words. They started shaking the earth. That's how powerful these words are. What does that mean? I want to start with this statement here. Romans 8.23. Romans, he just spits it straight at you. For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. All. Someone say all. <laughs> Planting those seeds, right? Planting those seeds. That's me. That's you. All. No matter how perfect you've been, no matter how smart you've been, no matter how rich or poor you've been, no matter the color of your skin, no matter where you've been, how you've grown up, what language you speak, someone say all. All. You and me. We've all fallen short. What is finished? We start with this. All have fallen short. All have sinned. And so what is the consequence of our wrongdoing? Again, I think that this is a beautiful reminder. And we're getting to the place of what is finished. All have sinned. And so what is the consequence for the wrongdoing? Again, i got to go straight to Romans. He spits it straight out. You and me. For the wages of sin is what? Death. Death cannot hold you down. Mm. That's the end result. I've talked about this before in church. 
Um, I have fallen short today. I've sent anyone else with me. Hello, hello. Okay, okay, good, good, good. We don't have, if you're perfect, I want to see your wings and start flying, please. Okay. Thank you. That would be awesome. Thank you. For the wages of sin is death. In the immediate, the consequence of sin is separation. The ultimate and the final wage of sin is death. When Adam and Eve first took of the fruit, they didn't die immediately. God said, hey, you've become unclean. You need to go into this place. And through our own doing and through our own choices, we have separated. We did a whole sermon on that, separated. But the final wage is death. It is something that is unavoidable for all people in this room. One day, one day, you will pass. And so a serious question surrounding this entire weekend is when you close your eyes and you breathe your last breath, what happens then? What happens for you? Someone say for me. So because all have sinned and fallen short, and because the wage of sin is death, we have an, an eternal life sentence. Do you see this verbiage here? Talking about being set free, being in a, in, in a prison, being a captive, a slave, right? We're going to use this type of verbiage this week. We all had an eternal life sentence for our sin. And that eternal life sentence was not going to be pretty. And God had every right, church, to say, oh, you made a mistake. You can deal with it yourselves. Good luck figuring it out. Oh, you sinned and fell short. Go ahead, you're on your own. We'll see what happens. And so when you receive a life sentence, there's a payment, there's a debt. Someone say debt. Debt, this is very much a financial term. Tetelestai, when it says it is finished, that's the word tetelestai, okay? That verb or that word is to make a payment, a financial payment, to clear the debt. And so there was a, there was a debt that was due for your life sentence. The only way out. The only way out is a life for a life. Someone say praise God. We don't deserve it. We couldn't earn it. God gave us a law and said, hey, if you abide to all of these 600 things, you're going to be all right. Anyone wearing cotton and polyester right now? Good luck. Check my tag real quick. We've all fallen short, and we have an eternal sentence. The only way we can get out of that sentence was payment, a debt that needed to be paid, a life for a life. Can I continue reading Romans 3? I love giving you little, little portions, but I think the context is beautiful here, church. Romans 3, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, and all, someone say all, all are justified freely. Someone say freely. Wow. You could not earn it, and you don't deserve it. It is a gift. Someone say it's a gift. It is a gift. It is a gift. By His grace, justified freely by His grace, through the redemption that came by Christ Jesus, God presented Christ as a sacrifice, the life for a life, the atonement, the price that needed paid through the shedding of His blood. 
blood was the price. Church, the blood was the price. <sighs> to be received by faith. I love that. Not by works so that man may boast, but solely by faith. We've been justified freely by his grace, a gift given to us through the redemption that came by Christ Jesus. Christ Jesus was the gift, the free gift given to us. I love this next portion of scripture. You and I, if we've all fallen short of the glory of God, we're all sinners. But here's what God says about us. But God shows his love. Someone say love. Love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for you and for me. So paint the picture here. There's a murderer. There's a murderer. And they're in jail. And, and I want to ask you a serious question. <laughs> Would you let them go? Would you let them go? They made the action. They made the decision. Would you, would you let them go? Any chance of that? Hmm, I don't know. I see a nice guy. Maybe. Was it an accident? Oh, I don't know. We were all in the prison cell for a good reason. We were all sinners. So when I ask that question and you feel weird about letting that person out, understand, understand that that was me. That was me in that prison cell. Would you let me out? And so what Jesus did is he said, I know you don't deserve it. I know you, that you committed this action. I know that you made this mistake. Not only that, but your ancestors. And all the way back to Adam made this mistake too. And you have a punishment that is just. Just. And Jesus said, I see that you're made a mistake. I see that you're an adulterer. I see that you are full of lust. I see that you are full of greed. I see that you have fallen short. I see that you do all of these types of things. I see the things that you don't want people to see. I see what really happened that night. I see what really went down a year or two ago. I know what really happened. Yet he still says I love you to that person in the jail cell, has compassion, and says, I'm going to pay the debt so that you may be free. Nick, that's a little bit crazy, though. I mean, we're going to be letting out some weird people. First of all, Christians are weird. Second of all, you know what happens when you're set free? Things begin to change. When you experience grace and freedom like that, Think about this. You committed a sin that was unforgivable. All of a sudden, this person comes in and says, I'm going to let you out. Do you go back to that sin? No. You got let out. You've been set free. I'm not going to do that again. Nick, you'd be letting out a bad guy. No, no, no. Something happens when you start receiving grace and there's freedom in Jesus' name. Something starts to change. And so Jesus knew that, and he said, hey, I'm going to bring hope to my creation. So you know what he did? 
I wrote this down. He went in that grave to let me out. That was your destination. That was your just punishment for the wrongs that you've done, for the ways that you've fallen short. And he went in on this type of Friday, breathed his last breath, and said, it is finished. People received him, and they buried the Savior. That's what happened today. I want to continue Romans chapter 6 like I shared with you a little bit earlier. For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. So what he did is he went to that jail cell that you and I were in. And he said, you know, you know what's crazy is that uh, in order to let someone out of jail, you actually have to walk up to the cell, unlock it with a key, and open it. And so what he did on that Friday is he said, yep, I'm going in that grave, and I'm going to go to your cell. I'm going to go to your cell. I'm going to go to your cell. I'm going to go to all. Someone say all. And I'm going to open it. But here's, here's how he opens it. This is really beautiful. Again, you couldn't earn it, and you don't deserve it. So here's what he says. But if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord and Savior, you and, and that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. All you sim- Wait, you're telling me all I simply have to do is believe that he came in the flesh. God sent him. He lived a perfect life, died and rose again. Someone say, rose again. Died and rose again. And I'm free. Me? Yeah, you. All. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Everyone. So he, right here tonight, I don't know if you've been living in a prison for far too long. You've never been set free. Can I tell you that I lived life apart from him when I grew up? We didn't have we didn't have faith regularly. It wasn't really normal for us. It was not an open discussion. We didn't read our Bible. We didn't do that. We went to church maybe on Easter. Maybe in Christmas. And I got to tell you, church, something happened. It, it, my, I had family that loved very deeply. We were, we were well connected, but there was something missing. There was chaos in our life. Things just could not be brought together, no matter how much counseling, no matter how much work we put into it, no matter what we did physically, nothing worked. Someone say nothing worked. I could, I could not get out of that jail cell myself. Our family could not get out of that cell on our own. One day someone invited us to church, and they had like a rock band. Ooh. They had like a rock band and stuff. Something just clicked. And from that moment on, our, our family started to change, and we made a decision to believe in him. Someone say believe in him. 
We called on him and the prison doors opened up, church. And we were set free and made whole and things started happening in our family. My parents on the brink of divorce are still together today. Addictions have been broken in Jesus' name. Can I tell you a little bit about ourselves? When I was five years old, I, I lived in, uh, we lived in like uh, this house in Monroeville. It was our first house. And on our wall, church, on our wall, we were so desensitized. We, we didn't know what was happening that we had a naked picture. I was five years old, a naked poster of a woman on the wall. That's what our eyes were receiving. We did not know what that was doing to our heart and to our home. We were ignorant. We didn't know better. And we were lost. Church, but now we're found and life has changed. Now we're set free and life has changed. And the truth is, and here's the beautiful thing, church, I don't have to go back in that grave anymore. I really don't have to go back in that grave. I don't have to return to those things that kill me on the inside, that put me in chains. I've been set free. Someone say set free. Too many, oh, I'm going to preach. Too often, too often, believers have been set free, yet are so comfortable with the jail cell that they go back and return to it. I just feel like Jesus is standing there saying, what are you doing? watching a computer screen when I was six or seven years old. I didn't know what I was watching with these people on it, doing things that no six or seven year old should see. And it plagued me and it captured my heart for years. And I even found Jesus and I found that myself, I found myself going back to that prison because I thought it was comfortable and putting the chains on because it, it felt normal. you got to stop going back to that grave, church. This is why he breathed his last breath, so that the cell could be opened and you can get out. Look at what it says. This is Jesus talking. So if the sun sets you free, you will be free indeed. That means that that chain, what the enemy wants you to think is that the chain is still there. Mm. I, I, this is, I don't know why this is on my heart. I just felt like a whisper of an elephant. I know I'm really weird. Here's what, here's what happens is whenever they train an elephant, they keep him on a chain. They keep him on a chain and show him the boundaries of where he's to be. And then what ends up happening is, is as he matures and as he grows, they no longer have to keep the chain on him. And in fact, they're kind of scared because he's a big elephant now and can just rip the chain apart. He doesn't realize it, but the elephant stays. After the chain's been removed, the elephant stays in that same circle. Are you staying in that same cell? convinced that there are still chains on your wrists and on your feet are you still convinced that those are there if you've been set free you've been set free indeed it's really gone 
The enemy wants to deceive you and make you think that those chains are still there. To make you think that you can't walk in freedom. You've been set free indeed. Someone say, what is finished? The death sentence is finished. You and I have been set free. That's what is finished. That's what is finished. The death sentence is finished. You've been set free. Now, now, if you believe, you can walk with the Savior of the world, have life here on earth, and life everlasting. All you simply have to do is someone say believe. That's all you got to do. That's all you got to do. And again, in light of Good Friday, can I share this scripture with you? This is one of my favorite scriptures. Hebrews chapter 2. Can you put this up here? He too, this is talking about Jesus. The author is talking about Jesus. Jesus shared in their humanity so that by his death, he might break. Someone say break. Break the power of him who holds the power of death. You know what he's talking about? He's saying he defeated the devil. That dude that's lying to you, manipulating you, holding you in a cell, and celebrating your death, gone. Defeated. And free. Someone say set free. Set free. Those who all their lives were held in slavery by their fear of death. Slaves have been set free. It's over. The life for the life. The unlocking of the prison cell. It is open. All you simply have to do is believe, church. Believe that he died and rose again. Came in the flesh, died and rose again. And you will be set free. And not only that, but you will be free indeed. And so I want to invite some people to make a decision tonight. If we could all bow our heads. Believers, please pray. Please pray for those who are still in that prison. Because I just believe people are going to be set free in this place today. If you're hearing this message, and this might be the first time, this might be the first time that you're hearing this message about Jesus and being set free. Thank you. I'm here to tell you and reconfirm the word of God that he died and rose again for you. As it says in Romans 5, for while you were still sinners, he sent his son to die for you. All you simply have to do is confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that he is your Lord and Savior, that he came in the flesh, died and rose again. You will be set free. Is there anyone in this room that needs to believe? and give their life to Jesus and declare him as Lord and Savior. Believers are praying for you right now. I I love what Emily, my wife, I love what she said earlier. You can cast aside your dignity or you, you can keep your dignity or you can find your freedom. No one's looking around. If you need to find Jesus in this place, I see that hand. If you need to find Jesus in this place, will you raise your hand as an outward way of saying, Nick, I need Jesus and I give him my life. If that's you and I'm speaking to your heart right now, go ahead and raise your hand on the count of three. One. Two, don't miss this moment. It could change your course forever and ever. Three, I see that hand already. I see that hand. I see that hand. I see that hand. Does anyone else need Jesus in this place? Don't be shy. Don't be shy. Thank you, Jesus. 
I see that hand. Anyone else? You can go ahead and put your hands down. I see that hand. <laughs> Sometimes we gotta get it in the last second. <laughs> it's all right. If you raised your hand, all you have to do is say from your heart, Jesus, I believe that you died and rose again to set me free. I give you my life. You are my Lord and Savior. I turn from my past and I walk with you into all eternity. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen. Can we lift up a shout of praise for those who made that decision tonight? You've been set free. Yes. You've been set free. Anyone else need to make that decision? Anyone else who needs to make that decision? We have a prayer team in the front. We would love to pray with you. If you made that decision, you raised your hand. Please come talk to someone. We want to pray with you and welcome you on this journey and, and encourage you and empower you. You've been set free. So then, I, and I want to take a moment today to celebrate communion with you. Can we do that tonight, church? Jesus, just before he went to the cross, I think that this is one of the most powerful things that we can do as a church. Right before he's eating with his disciples, the Lord's Supper, the Last Supper, right? Eating with his disciples, and he's saying, hey, guys, I got to go. They're like, Jesus, don't go. We've been following you. We love you. We, we want to stay with you forever and ever. Don't do it. And he said, hey, it's better. Someone say, it's better. It's better if I go. Because I will send a helper and a comforter who will come in my name and lead you for the rest of your days. And so the, the moment before he's about to be captured and put on trial and beaten and bruised and ripped apart and thrown on a cross. He gets with his disciples and he takes this bread. Thank you, Frank. He gets this bread and he breaks it and he gave it to them saying, this is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. You see, our body was broken, our sin nature, it was corrupt, it was falling apart. And we couldn't do anything to restore ourselves. And what Jesus said is he said, hey, my body is going to be broken so that your body may be whole. The price for the price, right? And so I'm willing to let my back be ripped to shreds. I'm willing to have a crown of thorns punched into my head. I'm willing to carry a cross, carry a cross up a road while my back is exposed. And I'm willing to have them pierce my hands and my feet so that you may live. He says, do this in remembrance of me. Take and eat the body that was broken for you. Mm, it's the power in the blood. In the same way after the supper, he took the cup saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood which is poured out for you. Here's the payment. Someone say, the debt is paid. It's paid. A life for a life. And what this blood being shed meant is that 
what put you in jail has been forgiven and set right. All debt is paid. And you can truly, truly be free. His blood was spilled for the forgiveness of our sins. For all of us. Amen, church? Will you take and drink and do this in remembrance of him? Thank you, Jesus, for the blood that you spilled on the cross. It is the most powerful thing, Jesus. Thank you, God, that you allowed yourself. <laughs> you went and fulfilled every prophecy. You said, hey, I see my broken creation, and i got to do something about it. I'm going to give my life. I'm going to let them pierce me. I'm going to let them beat me. I'm going to let them crucify me. I'm going to spill my blood so that they may be set free and be set free indeed. I thank you, Jesus, that whenever we embrace you and we walk with you, we get to have life, life and more life, not just here on earth, but life everlasting. Thank you, Jesus, that that prison cell has been open and those shackles on me have been crushed by your blood and your body. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Everybody said? Amen. So, uh, you may have been, uh, may have walked in here, and you may have noticed that there's like this black tub over there. It's a hot tub, folks. Hey. It's a hot tub. So it's nice and warm. Acts chapter 8 talks about this time where Philip was preaching to a eunuch. He heard this man in a chariot reading scrolls and prophecies, and the man didn't know what he was reading. Philip goes up to him and says, hey, do you know what's going on here? He teaches him about Jesus and what Jesus did, and the man, the eunuch, someone say he believed. He believed. You know what he did after? He went into a pond and got baptized. Someone say get in the water. <laughs> hey church we love one another huh wow that's one of my best friends right there I love you brother Jason love you get in the water I want to make something clear that it is by faith alone that you are saved when you believe you are saved. Can I tell you something, though? Y'all can get your books. Go to Mark chapter 16. Mark chapter 16. I'm not putting this up here. Rebecca, don't follow along with me. I promise we'll get to this Acts chapter 2, okay? Someone say, get in the water. Get in the water. Mark chapter 16. Matthew, Mark. There we, yeah, there we go. Mark chapter 16. I got to do it every time. Matthew, Mark. Yep. He said to them, Go into the world and preach the good news. What's the good news, church? Someone say, I've been set free. I've been set free. That's the good news. That Jesus came, died, and rose again to set you free. Go into the world. Preach the good news. Whoever believes and is baptized. Someone say baptized. Is saved. But whoever does not believe will be condemned. There's a little bit of ambiguity and a little bit of unsureness surrounding baptism. Here's what I'm here to tell you today. Baptism. Hmm. It is faith that saves you. Baptism, though, for the believer is a requirement. Someone say requirement. requirement. Don't question that. Jesus says you need to be baptized. You know what that means for me? Get in the water. Acts chapter 2, put this up here. Peter is speaking to everyone in the, in, in the crowd. The day of Pentecost came, and all of a sudden they're speaking in different tongues and everything. It's going real crazy. People are like, these people are drunk. He says, no, no, no. 
And he gives them the gospel message. And listen to how he ends this chapter. Repent and be baptized. Someone say, be baptized. Some of us? Kind of? If I feel like it? Wait, I just need to make sure my family's here. All of my extended cousins and their relatives too. Oh, Nick, I did my makeup. No, 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 no. Took hours to do this. Good. What'd you say, Hobbs? Get in the water. Jeez. <laughs> Repent and be baptized. Every one of you. Church, can I have an honest discussion? Today is the perfect day to get baptized. Today is the perfect moment to celebrate the freedom that you have in Christ Jesus. I saw people getting saved here today. Today, someone say today. Today is the perfect moment. Do not miss this moment. Like the eunuch, like Philip was talking to the eunuch, he just said, there's a pond right there. Let's go get baptized. Church, the baptism isn't what saves you, but it is absolutely a requirement for believers. Faith alone, but this is a requirement. In the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins, we've been forgiven, amen? And you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit, the promises for you and your children and for all who are far off, for all whom the Lord our God will call. With many words, he warned them and pleaded with them, save yourselves from this corrupt generation. Oh, uh, that's pretty crazy right now, huh? I hear some laughs. It's a little crazy right now. Baptism is the act of walking in the true freedom and washing away, washing away the old you and walking in the new you. Those who accepted this message, do we have people accepting the message today? Yes, we did. They were baptized. It doesn't say that they waited nine years, really thought and prayed about it. It doesn't say they made sure that they had their finances right. No, they just went and got baptized. And about 3,000 were added to their number that day. What baptism is, I, and, and I wrote this down in my notes. I want to put this up here for you. Wash yourself of the old grave life and walk in the new free life. Get those prison clothes out. It's done. And go and be free. Go and be free. We have someone who already signed up for baptism, so I want to say this. You're not alone. Someone has to uh, break the ice, so to say. You're not alone. It's, it's not icy. It's warm. It's warm. Does anyone want to get baptized today? Anyone want to get baptized? Anyone want to get baptized? You can just go. You can just go over to the side. Lisa's going to talk with you, tell you about how things are going to go. We're going to sing a couple more songs, and then we're going to start doing baptisms. And if it's on your heart, while we lower the lights, you can go and sneak on over. I know, I know we want to sneak on over. Go sneak on over. Talk about getting baptized tonight. For you've been set free. Go and repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen, church? We have clothes for you. That's right. 
Thank you, Lisa. See details. Nick is not a detail person. We got clothes and towels for you. Everything that you need so that you can do this right. Baby wipes for the makeup. Yeah. Go get baptized. Someone say, get in the water. Get in the water. Get in the water. Let's sing. I feel it in this room. Holy Spirit, move. Because when you 